If God granted you one wish, what would your wish be? And now for What Is Your Wish? Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And traditionally, there are two things that even I'm different standing here tonight. First of all, I have on glasses, which I normally don't wear when I'm preaching, but I heard God say, put on your glasses. And sometimes you just need to see stuff a little bit clearer. Sometimes there may be some things that are going to be revealed either now or in the future. And you need a clearer vision to be able to see and understand. So that was the first thing he told me. Number one, put on your glasses. And number two, put your wallet in your pocket. You know, sometimes when you go to different churches and you're getting saved and they come down, they say, bring your pocketbook with you. Don't leave it in your seat because when you get back, some of the unholy folks sitting next to you, it may be gone. Bring your purse with you. Now, I don't think that was my reason because normally my wallet will be locked up in my office. But he said, wear your wallet in your pocket tonight. So for whatever reason, I can see differently and perhaps there's going to be an anointing to come. How many of y'all need an anointing on your money? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's an anointing coming on the money that I don't know. And normally, I will start with a scripture. But as I mentioned, tonight is a little bit different. And I'm going to start actually with two movies. Now, for some of you who don't know it, I actually have a website called moviefoot.com. And I review just about every single national theatrical release that comes out. And there were two particular movies that God told me, I want you to go back and see these movies again. And each time I went back to see them, I got an entirely different level of revelation from them. And the first of the two movies is a movie called 3,000 Years of Alone. And the basic theme of the movie, there was an archaeological lady who did archaeological digs, and she was a professor and all of this stuff. And she was traveling in another country. She went in a little store, and she got this bottle that she just liked. Took the bottle home, and as she was polishing the bottle, of course, a genie came out. And because she was familiar with all of the mythical lore and all of the history, she knew to be wary of the genie. And the genie told her, I can give you anything but three things I cannot give you. Number one, I can't give you any more wishes than these three wishes. So don't ask for any more wishes. I can't give you but these three wishes. So number two, I can't give you eternal life. And then the genie said, I give you anything else. But this third one, I can't give you an absolution of your sins. So he said, I can't give you but three wishes. I cannot give you eternal life and I cannot forgive your sins. And when I went back and saw the movie, I didn't catch that the first time. And underneath this thematic was, there's only one way to get eternal life, and there's only one who can forgive your sins. But the genie was interesting because the lady said, take me back and show me all of the wishes that you have granted. I want to see how they came out. And every one of those wishes the genie granted ended up in some kind of disaster. It was a twist with it and a stuff, and, and the folk didn't understand. Every one of the wishes ended up disastrous. And as always, there was a catch with the wish. There was once a man from the city, and he was driving through the country one day. He had just bought him a brand new luxury big sedan. He had a Tesla. And he was driving down this country road, and there was a 
old pickup truck in front of him. And it got to a point where the road narrowed where you had only one lane. And the pickup truck just stopped. And then an old man got out of the pickup truck. He was dressed in overalls, a little dirty. And he walked back to the man in his brand new gleaming Tesla. He said, howdy. He said, man, you done blocked me in the middle of the road here. What's going on? He said, I want to trade my truck for your new car. He said, are you crazy? You got this old beat up raggedy truck? And you're talking about this big, expensive, brand new car, and you want to trade your raggedy truck for my, are you crazy? And the farmer said, wait a minute. And he walked over to his truck, and he bammed on his truck two times. He said, genie. And this big genie came out. He said, master, I am here. What is your command? And the old farmer said, I'd like a strawberry milkshake with whipped cream on the top, some nuts on it, and a cherry on top. And the genie snapped his hand and poof, there was a strawberry milkshake with whipped cream on top with nuts and a cherry on top. And the man in the title said, whoa, whoa. He said, yeah, I'll trade with you. So he pulled out his title, he swapped titles and everything, and the farmer drove around, drove off in his new Tesla, and he was there in that truck, and he bammed on it twice. He said, genie! Big, strong genie popped out. He said, I want three new Ferraris. And I want three beachside mansions, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast, and one in the Midwest. He said, and in addition to that, I want $20 million cash money in my bank account. And, and just hold up before you get to that, and hold up, hold up just a minute. There are a couple of stipulations. He said, first, I am a milkshake-only genie. Sometimes it just doesn't work out like you think when you got this stuff and these promises from the world. And generally when people are asked what do they want, if they're granted or given a wish, normally it's material stuff, it's money. Sometimes it's relationship. Sometimes what they want is love. And, and if you don't have that, I can understand it. See, I got that. Matter of fact, when I came home three or four days ago and I walked into the house, my good baby was there. My good baby looked at me. And when you've been married long enough, you can tell that. I saw that look in my good baby's eye. Then my good baby's voice will get low when she wants certain things. And she has this little growl in her voice. <laughs> and my good baby looked at me. I said, good baby, it's been a long day. I'm a little tired. My good baby so I knew what that meant. And so my good baby just came up, just grabbed me, and just had her way with me. And later that morning, I'm getting up, getting ready to try to go to work, and my good baby came up, she looked at me, my good baby said, Ugh. I said, I said, good baby, I gotta go to work. And my good baby said, I've been missing you, I've been missing, come in, come in. So, my good baby had her way again, and then I got home that evening from work. My good baby met me at the door. My good baby, I said, how you doing? My good baby said, hello. I said, oh, oh. I said, good baby, you got to realize I'm getting on up in age. I can't, this is putting a little too much, I'm good, come in. My good baby had her way with me, and then the next morning, 
I'm getting ready to go. I'm dragging a little bit the next morning trying to get ready to go to work. My good baby come back and looked at me. My good baby said, Ugh. I said, well, I'm good baby. I don't know. I said, no, good baby, no. I said, this is too much. The pastor can't stand all that. And so my good baby said, come out. I said, no. And then my good baby told me, don't put your hand on me. I called the police. Don't put your hand on me. I said, well, I, I'm just, oh, it's too much. We don't know. This is too much. My good come in, come in. My good, Ugh. So there I am dealing with all this. My good baby, Ugh. Then my good baby trying to grab me. And finally, with all that happened, I woke up. <laughs> so sometimes... What you may wish for. It doesn't work out like what you wish for. And the second movie that God told me to go back and see was actually the movie called Puss in Boots. Now, Puss in Boots is a cartoon, but the thing is deep. And actually, the full name of the movie is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. And when I went back and saw this movie, I said, this thing is deep. Both the first and the second movie, they all involved wishes. And Puss in Boots was about this object that had fallen from the sky, and it had been lost for eons, and and it had this legend that whoever could find it, whoever could find this lost star, it would grant them one wish of whatever they want. And Puss in Boots was a cat, and he'd used up eight of his nine lives, and he wanted more lives. And, and there was another cat who was a female who was looking for it. She wanted someone who could, she could love and trust. And then there was this real evil man. He wanted it because he wanted all of the power in the world for himself. And the whole movie was about there were four groups of people all searching for this star, all searching for this wish. And yet there is a scripture in the Bible. It's just like that. And there's only one to my knowledge. That is more powerful than any genie, more powerful than any star that has fallen, more powerful than any so-called magic. And this is in 1 Kings chapter 3, beginning at the fourth verse. The king went to Gibeon to offer sacrifices, for that was the most important high place. And Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Ask for whatever you want me to give you. In other words, what God said was, I will grant you one wish. I'm God. There are no limitations on my power. The genie may be limited, but I'm God. I will grant you one wish of whatever you wish for. Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, my Lord, my God, You have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant 
a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor ask for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor there ever will be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commandments as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon awoke and he realized it had been a dream. I want to title this message simply, What is your wish? If God were to come to you right now and ask you, my child, I will grant you one wish. What is your wish? I don't know anywhere else in the Bible where God asked anybody that. Because you can't trust folk with those wishes. Most people, first of all, they're going to ask for money. Give me just the numbers to the lottery tomorrow. About the case of where the husband came to the wife and he said, look, if I won the lottery, what would you do? And they've been having some real issues. So she said, if you won the lottery... I'm going to get my half and I'm going to leave you. And then the husband took out his wallet and he gave her $2. I hit the lottery for $4. Have a good time. (laughs) Most people, if God were to ask them, I will give you anything. God knew that most people would have asked for exactly what Solomon did. They would have asked for honor or power or money a long life. They would have asked for all of these material things, but Solomon said, Lord, give me wisdom to judge the people and to be a good ruler. What is your wish? And I actually wrestled with that myself as I sat through Puss in Boots the second time. And I was sitting there in the theater after everybody had left, and I was asking, what would I wish for? And you know the crazy thing, something popped just into my mind. And it was a little crazy. This isn't really what I'd wish for, but it just immediately popped. I said, I wish I could spend an hour with my daddy. Crazy as that sounds. And the thing about it, that's what immediately popped in my spirit. And the time that my daddy was here, I didn't want to spend that kind of time with him because he talked a whole lot. And we're just trying to get away. But now if I could just spend an hour with my daddy, that was the immediate wish that popped in my head. As I thought about this thing later and ran it through my mind, if God granted me one wish, What would that wish be? And that's kind of what I want us to focus on and to think about tonight as we move into this season. If God granted you one wish, what would your wish be? Would it be carnal that I just want material stuff? And often you have to go through a whole lot to understand that. There's a story about Alexander the Great, who was perhaps the greatest conqueror of all. And Alexander, after conquering many kingdoms, was headed back home and he fell sick. He got really sick. And he knew that he was on his deathbed. And with death staring him in the face 
Alexander the Great realized that his conquest, his great army, his sharp sword, and all of his wealth were no consequence now. And as he lay there struggling to breathe, he called his generals in. He said, I want to ask you to do three things for me because I can feel I'm getting ready to leave this world. And I want you to do these three things without fail. He said, my first desire is I want you to have my doctors to carry my casket to the grave. The second thing is, I want gold and jewels strewn along the path as my doctors carry my casket to the grave. And the third thing is, I want you to leave my hands hanging out of the casket. And he made each general give their solemn oath that they would follow his words. And because Alexander was a tough ruler, they knew he was tough and they dared not disobey him. But one general, he said, he said, great leader, if you just don't mind, can you tell us why these three final requests? He said, well, I want my doctors to carry my coffin because I want everyone to understand no doctor can save you. Sooner or later, you're going to leave this body and no doctor can save you. I want the jewels and the gold to be strewn along the path so people can see there's going to come a point when it will do you no good and you can't take it with you. And I want my hands left out of the casket so people can see I came into this world with nothing. I leave with nothing. And I want them to understand. Don't put everything you've got in this life and in this world, because you will leave it and you will leave it without material things. So what is your wish? And as I wrestled with that myself, there was one thing that I came up with, one wish that I would ask of God. And that wish is simply to fulfill the destiny that God has for me. Now to fulfill that destiny requires that I'm obedient that I am in line with what he has told me. And that's the wish. I wouldn't wish for a hundred million dollars or a billion dollars. I wouldn't wish for the perfect romance. I wouldn't wish for the 116 years of life in perfect health. None of that. I want to do what God has destined me to do. And when you understand, there's the verse in Psalms that delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But you got to delight yourself in him. And I've heard people tell me, I'm going to church. I'm praising the Lord, but I got all these desires. You're not delighting yourself in the Lord. You're delighting yourself in you. When you delight yourself in the Lord, you'll be surprised how your desires change. And all of the things that you wanted before in the carnal, they change when you begin to delight yourself in the Lord. What is your wish? What is your wish? What is your wish? As we go into this new season, what is your wish? If God were to appear to you right now, my child, I will grant you that which you ask. What is your wish? Now, you're going to have to think about that thing. And oftentimes our wish is where our greatest lack is. But you don't make a desire out of pain. You need to make your desire out of destiny, not from where you are, but where you're going. And I have a vision of where I'm going. My final destination is not here. So I want to do what God has ordained and destined me to do. And it's like Solomon. When you do what God has told you to do, all these other things are added unto you. And even if you don't have all of the things, you're satisfied. 
He's given you the desires of your heart and you just feel full and glorious and at peace. But what is your wish? Solomon was the wisest man who ever lived. There was no equal, but that is what he asked for. After he made a thousand sacrifices, God came to him. What do you want? Make me wise so that I can rule. So I ask you as I close, what is your wish? What is your wish? What is your wish? We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com, listen to this sermon over again, or send it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, What is Your Wish? by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5977, that's 5977. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5977 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh,